everybody, welcome back to the Super Soda Bros Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Caleb. And I'm one of your hosts, Luke. And today, we're back with another episode. We are have we some, back? We, we are back, you know, maybe. Oh. Are, are we unofficially back, or are we officially back? We are officially back after two weeks. Okay, because I was going to say, if it was an unofficial, non-canon episode, um, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Which is, which is, I mean, which that's kind of what we do normally. So, anyway. for an improv doing a new show, does that mean we're gonna just do a four minute podcast and then just do let's plays? Hmm. You know what? There, ha- there is opportunities for us to do let's plays. <laughs> that's that's also just called like our regular YouTube. <laughs> True. <laughs> we already have that. Yeah, that's a side thing. Come check us out on uh, Netherfire Studios if you want to see some cool gameplays. Or not. Yeah, you, yeah, you can just do what you want. You know, you don't have to pay attention to us. Caleb doesn't like posting contact with other uh, contact content with other people. He likes doing solo stuff. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> I, I post stuff all the time with you guys. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I post stuff with like you, Christine, Jacob, Josiah, I know. Every, just literally being funny. everyone. I'm just oh, being well. funny. It's college. You're taking it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Well, you were trying, sir. You were trying so hard. I was trying so hard to do the haha, and the hee hee was not given. So, um, yeah, there's there's some there's some stuff happening. Um, are you is, are you okay, sir? My microphone was like falling over. Oh, yeah, that's, we're good now. That's an issue. Uh, my first question was going to be, what you drinking tonight? Nothing. Oh, you're uh, I you're, had, do, you're doing, doing I had diet water. thing, huh? I had water earlier. Mm, how, how healthy of you? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow <laughs> it's Friday. Tomorrow for those listening, Friday was yesterday for or two days ago for you guys. So I don't drink really anything, unless it's like yesterday was like a special occasion where we would have because I made a nice little dinner and I we cracked open a little bottle of wine. Nice. So, so uh, what's your what's your um methodology for drinking? Then you just not drink during the weekdays, or not really? Not? Okay. Just sometimes, um, sometimes Monday. Uh, but usually it's like nothing through the week, and then it's Friday, Saturday, and then usually not really anything on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually a little bit on Monday, but it's because uh, it used to be we used to drink every single day, and we're like, this is kind of expensive and kind of not good so Mm -hmm. we toned it back a lot that's good and yeah everything in moderation is always pretty key yeah Yeah. that's why we changed it to like one or two days a week that's it yeah that's pretty good yeah well what i'm drinking today is a southern tier brewing company it's i think it's backward on the screen but southern tier irish cream stout um got this at the the local Brewery, not brewery, but the uh, the the alcohol shop, the beer beer store. <laughs> no, 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 the the beer shop, but it's spelled S H O P P E. Shop, shoppe, <laughs> shoppe. But you oh. know, it was it was fairly cheap, and I was like, ah, what the heck? Might as well get that. Yeah, cream stouts are good. Yeah, buy some stouts in bulk that aren't going to cost me a fortune. Like if I got like a Guinness twelve pack or something, that yeah. would that would have been like thirty bucks. But 
this is pretty good. So I've been uh, I've been having one of these every once in a while because if I have one like every day or like every other day, it kind of loses the specialness of it. Exactly. So, you know, the other days I just like I just have hard liquor. <laughs> For me, beer is always special. Oh, yeah. It's a special place in your heart. Called cardiac disease. <laughs> <laughs> it has a little place in there. It saves room just for its little, you know, visit. Indeed. I'm gonna give you a heart attack. Mm, cardiac. Home. It's a. Uh, so if you wanted to go get a drink, that would be fun. But I'm not saying you have to. No, because I've I drank the last couple of days because mom was up snowboarding with us and. Had stuff yesterday and had stuff back on Monday and sa- and Sunday and Saturday and Friday. So I'm like, I have to be good at least once. Yeah. So or not. Yeah. What I mean, it's whatever you want to do at the end of the day. It is the um, end of the day. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> oh man. So. How was uh how's work today? I mean you gotta not good. Think, so like so with all this overtime, is is like the rubber meeting the road for you in the sense that like you're just getting wiped out? Yeah, we still are. We can't really keep quota up. Um just because of of people changing their machines over to certain operations and being able to not like not slow down in a way. Because we're we're having somebody else on one of their machines switch theirs between what they normally do and helping us out. Mm -hmm. So since they're not 100% on helping us out, we're not really taking any extra steps in progressing. We're just kind of like maintaining what we're already doing. So us doing the overtime hasn't helped too much yet, which sucks. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, you're kind of... So you're not falling behind necessarily, but no. you just can't meet up with what they're what they want you to do. We're hitting the quota, but we're trying to at, we're trying to hit quota and make inventory as well. But we're only hitting quota; we're not making an inventory. Okay. So what they're trying to say of trying to what they're trying to say before of like we need to build inventory and do this. So mandatory overtime. And we've been doing mandatory overtime for three weeks, and it's changed nothing. Mm. So, dang. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm in the same boat at work. You know, we can only work four days a week. Um, and I I know people that um aren't working full days. They're being like what we call extras, mm-hmm. or they're they're you know they're being sent home early, so they're not even getting like a full four days. Um, and I've I've talked to at least one person where he's had to get uh, a part time job in addition to this because like people have bills to pay and if they're not getting the hours then what are they gonna do? Exactly. So technically he cuts back on even more days. Like he's only pro- I think he's only working three days a week instead of four, wow. j- just so he can have like better standing at his other job to mm-hmm. work more there, so they don't just like fire him from that other one. Yeah, because they're like, you're not showing up, so boom. Yeah. yeah. So he, he kind of wants to balance it a little bit. I don't blame him. Like, you know, whatever you got to do. So you're only working four days a week as well? Yep, for the time being. 
Are they still eight hour days? Ten hour days? Yep. Um, what's so what's so funny is uh, I had one day this week that was like ten point two hours or something, and then all the other three days it was like, um, actually let me let me look at it real quick because I I can give you the exact times. They're all very close to each other. Um, so much so it's almost comical. Um, we have this thing called the ADP app, and that manages. Yep. Yeah, our time off and that's um, what we use too. It's easiest. Yeah, like it's got it's got everything on there. So, um, it's and got YouTube on there on the ADP app. It's a joke. It's got everything on there, like YouTube. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I'm tired. Been man. Hanging around some really funny people lately. <laughs> Nobody. I have no friends. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh, nine point seventy five, nine point seven eight, and nine point seven two hours. Well, you, you go down to two decimal places. Yeah. Jeez. Well, you know, it's they got to be exact. Our work is like, like in some departments, it's like oh, within five minutes. But for machine stuff, machine shop stuff, it's like closer to whatever fifteen minute mark it is. So like, if we like. And if we're like done, I'm done with the day at like four fifty five, just they say just put it to five, or if you're done at like four fifty, just do four forty five or whatever. Yeah, I used to do that at um my warehouse job in Connecticut for a retablu, mm-hmm. um, the electronics warehouse. They would, you know, say to round up to the nearest fifteen minutes. So sometimes I would like stay like a little bit extra long or hold myself back a little bit and yeah. then just round it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you do that over the course of a week, that's like an extra like 30, 40 minutes a week that you're quote yeah. unquote working. Um, not proud of gaming the system, but also they were paying me like 12 bucks an hour. So, yeah, so it's literally whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they try to keep a, a strict times schedule thing for, for my work. Um, Jeff Bezos uh, always pulling his fingers and making sure everyone's doing the right thing. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of that, they're going to be tracking something else. Uh, so I think uh, I explained in the previous show how they have a camera in the van, which tracks like your speed and like your seatbelt and everything like that. And um, you have to turn the van off at every delivery rather than just Oof. leaving it running. Um, they do that for like security reasons. They say it's because of this sludging issue with with engines where like the engines will get all messed up if you idle them like all day every day, which I don't think that's a thing. Mm, um, if anything, it's you want them up at higher RPMs for extended period of time. Uh, we don't want that. Uh, higher RPMs cause hard no, 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 acceleration. No, no, I I mean like, like, because it's like it helps the pistons and the rings and all that stuff inside the engine. Uh get rid of all the gunk because when you have the combustion of the spark air and fuel it'll actually clean out all that gunk inside the engine so people actually say if you don't really drive a car a lot they say to go on like like a couple drives where it's like continuous for like over three hours non-stop at like 2000 3000 rpm just so okay. you clean everything out their sludge thing kind of makes sense with the idling because if you just keep it idling at a thousand RPMs for, you know, let's just say like three hours a day, 
it will build that sludge because it's not burning off anything. It'll just kind of whatever. So that makes well, sense. Well, well, the thing is, is like they're only idling for like between one and three minutes once you get to a stop, depending on how long the driveway is or whatever it mm. is. And then you're driving, you know, 10 seconds to five minutes to your next delivery. So it's not yeah. like they're just sitting in one spot all day. Like they're constantly being moved and stuff. If if anything, it's just putting a lot of wear, like a lot of wear and tear on the starter and the fuel pump. And each of yes. those is like 800 bucks. Yep, we've had major issues with those. So. And that's because you're starting and stopping the car 100 times a day when you're when a typical car gets started twice a day. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. But but that's, that's not even the thing I wanted to talk about. The thing that they're changing. Um, so we have three different kinds of vans. We have two smaller ones and a large one. Um, the large one is called a CDV. I don't remember exactly what that specifically stands for. But they're the cool bigger dad, cool, boxer it's, vans. It's called a cool dad van. Hey, true. That's why I drive it <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> Gotta be a dad to drive this bad boy. Yeah. So there's those big boxy ones, and then there's two smaller vans, which are the same size, but they're different. One is a white van, which has no technology that can track you, so you can kind of do what you want. Right. Uh, and, there, and there's not only re- repercussions. That's like the golden ticket. Um, mm. And then there's the runner vans, which are the exact same make and model as the white ones, but they do have you know, the Amazon branding on the side of them, they're blue and they have the camera technology in them. Um, apparently now, uh, Amazon is tracking those vans to make sure you engage your e-brake at every stop. Wow. Yeah. So that's fun. That's great. It's like, they're like big brothering you where like, are you doing what you're supposed to do for every single stop? Mm hmm. And, and, Every, you know, every, it seems like every month there's something else that they want us to keep track of or do better about doing. Pretty, or pretty soon you'll be babysitting the automated vans. Yeah. I, I mean, some companies have the electric vans and I can mm-hmm. only, I can only wonder what kind of restrictions they have on those. It's probably pretty strict, but that would actually be kind of nice because you won't have to deal with the constant noise. You'll just be in silence all day long. That's true. That's very true. But electric motors are no. No. I can't stand, like, the self-driving stuff. Oh, really? No. It's sketchy. Yeah. I I mean, I guess we're, like, we're basically there. Um, I guess commercially. Commercially, we're definitely there. But yeah. if, you're, if you're talking about, like, automated trucks going down the highway carrying cargo, I don't know about that yet. Yeah. You might get another East Palestine incident. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, that kind of stuff has been happening. Yeah. We're not going to talk about how the government is rigging all these crashes. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, we're getting into conspiracy theory territory. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy theory. It's not like 20 trains just derail within a month. Was it, saying, was it, what's it, 20? It was teens. Oh. There was a lot of small ones, too, but East Palestine was definitely the biggest by far. But there was like 10 within a couple weeks. And that has like never happened. Mm. So well, it's definitely not... something to keep an eye on. Yep, they're covering up something. That's for sure. The, the question up... is, what they're covering up your mom? Yeah, you need a lot of cover up for that. Oh, okay. Sorry, well, mom. She yikes. doesn't listen to the podcast. Friendly fire. <laughs> okay, that's your mom. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> no, you, you got Sh- me. Shoot. <laughs> 
Uh, I want to talk really briefly, real quick, before we dive into anything else. Um, I do have some RuneScape updates. I know a lot of people don't care about that, but I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, one of the most important um, items you can get in the mid game is the Dragon Defender, and I got my very first one uh, this past weekend. That took a very long time. I'm really mad about it because uh, you go to a specific guild and you fight these things called Cyclopses, and then they have a 1 out of 50 chance to drop a defender. And you start off with the Bronze Defender, and then once you get that, you go you go out of the room and you go back in. Uh, hang on. Uh, one second. So Maya, she brought me some kielbasa with some lime. Ooh, fancy. Oh, yeah. Very nice. She made herself some uh, and with the pasta. Mm. Squeeze, all, squeeze all that. Lime with kielbasa is really good. Anyway. You, you call yourself Polish. I am. Excuse me. Um, spicy mustard. Say? Spicy mustard on kielbasa is my fave. I, I haven't really gotten into spicy mustard. It good. Yeah, not like a, it's not like a jalapeno mustard. It's just like the spicy brown mustard. It's mm. got like more kernels in it, more mustard seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It good. It good. But what I was going to say, so, oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, the Defender is a 1 out of 50 drop rate, uh, and you can only get one at a time. So it goes like bronze, iron, steel, black, mithril, adamant, rune. And then once you get rune, you have to go to a totally different area um, where there's higher level Cyclopses and the drop rate becomes one in a hundred. Oh. Uh, which is not a big deal for me at my level. Um, but I was like, oh, so this entire process probably took about two and a half hours because you're just sitting there killing stuff over and over and over again. Um, and so, you know, I have a full inventory of food and like I'm picking up you know, valuable item drops because they do drop items that you can sell for a decent bit of money. So I'm actually, I'm not just sitting there wasting money and going into debt, eating supplies. I'm actually like picking up stuff. So I try to have a full inventory of valuable items and food. Um, so what happened oh, is no. I, so the way that defenders, you get a defender, it's, it's not a drop on the ground. It's like an item that goes into your inventory like it, it appears there. So I had a full inventory and I quote unquote got the dragon defender, but because I had a full inventory, it didn't go in there. So I had to start the grind all over again from rune to dragon. Wow. Yeah, bro. It was wow. so... How did you mess up on leaving an inventory slot open? I didn't know it did that. I thought like, like, oh, it sees that I have a full inventory, so it'll drop it on the ground instead. Oh, but it no. didn't do that. It was just oh. like, your inventory is too full to get this item. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> what the fuck? But, uh, but that's fine. I did, I did get it, so I do have that. Nice. Um, the other update that I wanted to say for RuneScape is uh, I am currently 12,000 XP away from a milestone in the oh. game. Oh. And and I am accomplishing that milestone right now. I will I'm a, I'm attacking a boss. Um and in do in killing the killing this boss, it will give me oh. a milestone. 
I'm, I'm not going to say what it is yet because I, I just want to get first. No, I am so far away from like from any like 99 combat skills. It's Is it a not, Slayer? It's not even funny. Dude, Slayer takes so freaking long. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like what I'm getting, it's like 10,000 XP an hour for Slayer. Like, it's terrible. Oy. Um, it's you could get some good tasks where you're killing like hellhounds, and it takes forever. Like it takes like an hour and a half to do a hellhounds task, but you do at the end of the day, you do get like thirty thousand experience. Yeah. Um. So it really depends. Um. But I'll say what it is in a second. It's probably going to take about three minutes for me to kill this boss. Um. And I can't say what the boss is because then it'll spoil it. Um. But uh, how has your RuneScape experience been going, Luke? I just logged on for the first time in two weeks. Mm, that's I very nice. Really, I don't really play this game. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You know, it's a. It, it, there's definitely a time commitment there where you gotta like sit down and play for a couple of hours to do anything. Yeah, I just don't do anymore. I just play games that are quick and easy. I don't really like delve into RuneScape for like hours on end because I just don't. I just don't see it as that kind of a. I don't see it as like a grind game for me. I just see it as like a like a background game, kind of hang out and just play it, kind of kind of thing. Yeah, like a background game. Yeah, I just don't. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I just I just like kind of turn on here and there for like half an hour, and that's about it for a while. Get my little nostalgic breeze, and then I'll go play a different game. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. So I defeated the boss, um, and for anybody that is a member, you might know this name. Uh, the boss's name is Hespori. Never heard um, of. It. That's that's fine. Uh, not a lot of people do because it's not one of the main bosses that people fight. Um, but when you defeat it, you get a specialty seed drop and also like hopefully other valuable seeds. But in clearing this, I will gain a farming level. Which puts me at ninety-eight farming. Ooh. So I'm very close to getting ninety-nine and in that sense maxing that skill. Nice. Taking a picture of it right now. Boom. Live on the podcast. So did you, did you say to buy swordfish? Yes. Buy buy as many swordfish as you can. I put an offer for thirty thousand. Um but you can only buy a certain amount of them per day. Like, only a certain amount of them will go through because of the buy limit. So what you're saying is spend all that money you just gave me on buying swordfish. Sure. And then once the price goes back up, you profit, like, 50 per swordfish. It's going to be hard for you to sell them all at once because there's also that the sell limit. But, you know, you'll at least have a big chunk of stuff. Oh, wait, what did I get? Five Toad Flax. <laughs> so I killed that boss, and it dropped 6,000 coins worth of seeds. Yeah. That's terrible. Why do I even do this? <laughs> Why do I put myself through this misery anguish? This game right. sucks. These swordfish are buying. It's going to take probably a really long time. Yeah, if you just put them in for, like, 50 over the asking price right now, they should they should buy. Either immediately or overnight. Fifty coins over. 
Yeah, like let's say there. Let's say the the price says two twenty. Buy on maybe not fifty. If it says two twenty, buy for like two thirty five or something like that. Hopefully, it goes through. Well, I don't play this game often, so I'm sure it'll go through eventually. Yeah, if the price drops too fast, it won't let you do that. But hmm. that's fine. It's a it's a it's a it's a process. It's whatever. I have so many arrows in the bank too. But I don't do range anymore. Mithril arrows are really cheap. Yeah. They're like four coins. Yeah. All right. This is just us rambling about RuneScape talk, and everyone's like, all right, when do they talk about something else? Ah, what's happening? Oh, you got a flashbang there for a minute. Yeah. Weesh. I just thought I died. Oh, oh no. Nani. Nani. So. Oh, um... do you have, um, question? We're changing the topic. Ah, um. Do you have uh, Amazon Prime? Uh, yeah, I, I have Nona's. Have you been watching Vox Machina? I have not. No, oh, you are missing out. Well, Naomi sent me a link to it, and because like I know it's the whole it's Critical Role. I know it's Critical Role, but like I don't watch Critical Role. Me either, and it's great. I love it. Okay. Also, I have yet to start season three of Mandalorian. Yeah, the first episode just came out. Yeah, I'm really excited. Go to watch start. it. I just got home and I like I didn't have time yesterday. <laughs> Dude, Mandalorian is more important than me. No, I disagree. <laughs> you'll always no. be my my favorite. You heard that, everyone else. I'm his favorite. <laughs> it's not saying much, but it means something. Yeah, it's important to me, Luke. You're special. Yeah, aw. Not. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll probably be watching that tomorrow because I'm off tomorrow. So I'll I'll catch up on that. Oh yeah, you're Friday's off. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. Must also, play nice. Also, I kind of want to make money, but work doesn't let me do that. Yeah, true. If given the opportunity, it's like, hey, you guys can work five days a week, ten hour days, and then once in a while, you can just take Friday off, but just don't do it every single Friday. Mm. Ooh, a random event. A random event? Whatever could that be? Luke, you pulled us back into the RuneScape talk. Sorry, it just happened. I think it's your fault. I didn't see what he did. What did he do? He probably like made you blow up an orphanage or something. I mean, that would be funny. Um, is, the is the orphanage um, um, full or is it vacant? Oh, it's completely full. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not funny. Only if it was a Mormon orphanage. Don't what? Oh, Lord. Hey, we're not in Utah. Nope. Is that the only place Mormons are, is Utah? I guess. No, they're around, but that's the main place. Yeah, that's where they all uh, hibernate, too. <laughs> like, they migrate there in the winter? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
They do their thing. They all kind of group together. They get their bandwagon, like the Oregon Trail, and they just kind of put over to Utah for the summer, I imagine, not the winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That is what you do. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, remember, like, uh, like a handful of minutes ago when, like, not minutes, literally, but uh, a handful of episodes ago when we did, like, a game show type thing where I asked you some nerdy questions. Yes. I have more nerdy questions. Oh boy. Yeah. So th- these might be hard. Um, These might be easy and they might be hard. So you're going to have to like, like put your, put your brain on and be like, Hmm stuff. No, I'm not putting my brain on. Sorry. Oh, you're just going to leave it off. Yep. I do. I do. Brain off. That's kind of depressing. You should you should not do that anymore. Oh, brain off. <laughs> it stayed off my whole life. Why should I turn it on now? Why should I turn? Why should I turn on on brain on on brain? All right, hit me with the questions. Okay, uh, question numero uno. What's that? I don't speak French. Oh, uh, it means the last answer in French. Oh. Uh, first question. In J.R.R. Tolkien's The Fellowship of the Ring, the titular fellowship is comprised of nine members with representatives from four races, Hobbit, Dwarf, Elf, and Man. Yeah. What is incorrect? There's nine members. There's four. I'm looking for something pretty specific here. I can... I can uh, read it again if you'd like would you like that sir oh no he's googling the answer I knew it there's nine members there is yeah and there's four races man hobbit elf dwarf mm-hmm. okay is that is what I mean there is something wrong I mean, technically, is a wizard a race? <laughs> is it? I don't know. What's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> the The correct answer is there are five races, not four. Don't tell me a wizard's a race. There's like four of them. Well, Gandalf is a member of the Istari race, not the race of men. So there's Hobbit, that. Dwarf, there's Hobbit, Dwarf, Elf, Man, and Istari. And wizard. Well, I mean, he is a wizard, but he's a he's a Istari person. Oh my goodness! Guess who? Guess who also is Istari? A Capricorn. No, Sauron. That's why guess I was who? so okay. Yeah, Elrond and Gladriel and no, and the horse Shadowfax is Istari. I don't think Shadowfax is a starry. No, it's a horse, Caleb. <laughs> you know, that's what they are. They're horses. <laughs> Gandalf's like, I ride my own kind. <laughs> Go, Shadowfax. Stop it. <laughs> no. Uh, why do you keep calling me? <laughs> I'm your brother. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Uh, okay. Uh, this is a question about Narnia. 
Uh-oh. In C.S. Lewis's The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, oh boy. Lucy, Edmund, and their cousin Eustace travel to Narnia by jumping into a puddle. Oh, no, I don't remember. It's not the, is it their cousin or is it is it the cousin bit or is it the jumping in a puddle bit? It's a very great question. Hmm. 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 I'm going to say that the fact of Eustace being their cousin's not right. Eustace Um oh what? Wasn't Eustace like a school friend or something? He was actually their cousin. Um, Lucy and Edmund were staying with him, uh, I guess, over one of the holidays. I don't remember exactly. but British tea holiday of the fifth. Mm -hmm. Biscuits and jam. Let me guess. They don't jump in a puddle. They go through a wall. You're very close. Uh, What? What? They actually get transported through a painting. I give up. No, that was that was very good. It's like I knew the answer, but I'm like, nah, bro. A puddle's a painting. It's a painting of whatever is reflecting off it. I guess. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Okay, this is a very short one. <laughs> um, Your mom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bowser's children, the Koopalings, first appear in Super Mario Bros. 3. I don't know. Sure. Well, it's not true because all these are, are like not true answers. So, no, they don't appear in number three. They do appear in number three. I'm done. Game. We're done. This is over. <laughs> Dude, would you like the answer? <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, I'll take this as a guess. Uh, the Koopalings, they were originally Bowser's children, but were later retconned to not be Bowser's children. So that means that, canonically, Bowser's only child is Bowser Jr. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Bowser Jr., not like Frederick. Yeah. Mm. I think something. some of them have some pretty funny names, but I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, then there's just Bowser Jr. who was like, Dad, my name sucks. <laughs> no, you have my name. It is no, power name. You are Bowser Jr. You can call me Bow Wow. <laughs> Ooh, whoa. <laughs> Bow Wow. Oh, Sorry, no. I'm, I'm, I'm crunching on some food. No, you're not. You're eating kielbasa. That's food. Oh. I'm just going to sit here. So how about that football? Super Bowl's over. Ooh, they do be kicking it. They do be kicking the, the pigskin. All right, I do have uh, one more question for you, if you'd like. One more question. It is a Dungeons and Dragons question. Dungeons and Dragons has a lot of monsters that have been drawn from European folklore, such as the kobold, goblin, orc, and troll, 
but also has several monsters unique to D&D, such as the Tarrasque or the Fearsome Grell. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> nope, nope, it's not just a yes. That statement is true. There's fake creatures and ones based on myth and legend. You actually have it have it reversed. They're they're actually um there's only one I'm sorry, all but one are drawn from folklore. So there's one that was not drawn from European folklore. The ones you mentioned the ones you mentioned? Yeah, I can read out the names again. Uh, but Kobold. I don't know any of them. I know Goblin. You know, you know uh, Kobold, Goblin, Orc, and Troll? Yeah, Orc, Troll, and Goblin. You know What's Kobold? Kobold. They're like a Kobold? They're like a small lizard man. Don't know. Never heard of it. But kobolds have been drawn from European folklore, so it's got to be one of the other ones that have not been drawn. From I'm gonna go European with folklore. an orc is not a folklore. Wow, a fork, a folklore, a forkful of goblin and orc. <laughs> hey, that that's correct. Yay, because orcs are Lord of the Rings. Correct, they were a race invented by Tolkien. Because he's like, hmm, what's another name for goblin? Orc. Yes. <laughs> Basically the same creature. <laughs> Isn't that pretty cool? He's just yeah. like, yeah, that you know, goblins are a thing, but orcs are my thing now. <laughs> it's like the it's like the the French version of an Englishman. It's just a little little more pizzazz to it. Mm-hmm. Or he gets a little bit more scummy. But with like green skin. And like webbed feet. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's, it's pretty nasty. Uh, so Nobody wants that. Stop it. I was listening to a um to a podcast today. And <laughs> so uh it's kind of political, but not really. Um so the ma- the former mayor of um, Chicago, Sh- Chicago, Lori Blakefoot, yeah. yep. she got vote. She got voted out. She um, got ten percent of the votes. Yeah, or whatever. She, like she she didn't make it past like the first round. Um, but anyway, some someone described her as the Democratic Smeagol of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like You're that's not wrong. The, it's so perfect. Oh Yikes. man, that's funny. I'm glad she's but, out. Chicago was a nightmare, or is a nightmare. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's. It's getting political, but and that's it, that's actually also crazy to think about because Chicago has been a blue city for the longest time, and everyone's like, "Get this lady out of here! She does not know what she's doing." Yeah, and she got like the vast majority of the vote when she entered office in 2019. Yeah, and then people are like, "You're doing a terrible job. You're out of here." And then she's you like, suck. "Get Wah! out! Get out!" She does. She does the the Mario death noise. The Yahoo! Good times. All right, so that means that. So that means certain states have different midterms, like different years from midterms. Well, no, because twenty eighteen was the election year 
but then like you take office soon after that so she took office like early 2019 gotcha something like that I think that's how it works um it might mm-hmm. oh boy 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 I'm trying to eat food as fast as possible so there's no like downtime um <laughs> Or you just eat it all and take your time, and then you can just cut all of it out. Mm-hmm. What time is it at? Uh, 42 minutes. Okay. I'll do it then. Mm. Yo, so. I bid on a car. You bid on a car? No, I didn't you... get it, though. I didn't get it. I was going to say, like, are you going to get, like, a what? This is your sixth car by now? No, I was, it, it was a situation where it got so expensive, I would have to sell my Audi. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Uh, for this car, I would. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a Hummer. I, no, <laughs> anything but. <laughs> I'll take any truck over a Hummer. <laughs> well, what kind of car was it? It was. I can actually find the listing and share my screen because I can. Ooh. Oh, flashbang. Oh, it's man down. <laughs> it sold for $16,250. Oh, woof. And it is perfection. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, yes. Look at that red. It is. Uh, the last year that this car was made was a 2005. So it was a 2005 Mark IV Jetta with a 1.8 turbo. It's mm. got... So this car also... So the Mark IVs were in 1999 to 2005. And only in 2005, they had a, a whole different uh, front lip and rear bumper. And they came with uh, these BBS RC wheels and um, different headlights. So this wow. thing was... This thing... Oops. Okay, never mind. It's still going. So this thing has seventy thousand miles on it. Was has sixteen thousand dollars worth of repairs on it through its life, and was just repainted a couple months ago. Wow! So this thing was absolutely spotless, and I did bid on it, but it got so expensive so quickly. I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean um, that paint job alone is gonna. Racking up the price. The paint job alone is like three thousand, four thousand dollars. I'm trying to get yeah. to. Remember, this is a northeast car as well, and this is what the underside looks like. No rust yeah, at all. Yeah, they did. They, like, I bet though. I bet that was one of the repairs that they did. Was they replaced some parts down there? They replaced control arms and they did a sandblasting of aluminum bits. Okay. So granted, it might have had a little little bit of surface rust, but no joke. I look at this guy's garage. Lo and behold, he's got another Jetta and he said and he has two Porsches. So he <sighs> takes care of his cars. Mm-hmm. Dang, son. Yeah. 
So I was bidding on that today. I'm like, like my buddy Joey and I were like looking at it, watched the price go up when I bid on it and bid on it a second time. And then these t- two other guys were just going crazy. And I'm like, nope, I'm not spending $16,000 on it. Yeah. But yeah, that was the car I was bidding on earlier. Son. I'm keeping so an cool. eye on Jetta's, but they're the ones that go on this website are so expensive. Mm. But they're like the best of the best. Well, yeah, you're not getting like you're not getting a car from Facebook Marketplace. These are actually oh, yeah. like top of the line. Yeah, these are the ones that were extremely well taken care of, left completely bone stock and no rust. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, uh, comparison. Oh. So only one other car in this spec was sold exactly. The only difference was that the other one that sold was black and it was sold in 2019 for $15,000. Now mm. it's a 2005. So if you go back, if it, it's Volkswagen's weird where their GLI sport package from 2001 to 2003 was actually different. Um, so they have a whole different front bumper, rear bumper and 2005 was the year where all the GLIs came with that 1.8 turbo motor, mm-hmm. whereas all the ones from 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, and some 2000, I don't think any 2004, 01 to 03, they came with a six-cylinder VR6 motor, which is a different, much different motor. So instead of being a tiny little four-cylinder with a turbo, it was a six-cylinder with no turbo, and it sounded super cool. Um, and those actually tend to sell for a little bit less because they don't have the fancy 2005 bumper. Hmm. So, one on here, it had 50,000 miles and it was gray, which is not really a sought after color. So, it had 25,000 less miles and it was an 03, and it only sold for $12,000, not $16,000. Yeah. So, granted, I probably should have bet on that one because it didn't sell for as much, but. I wasn't feeling it at the time, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm maybe just... maybe something else will come up soon, you know. Yeah, there was this one that was uh, sold. I'll share my screen again. There was this other one that was sold. While I was on vacation, so I didn't have the opportunity to bid on it. So it's basically so you can t- kind of tell the front bumper looks a little bit more chunky right here, where it didn't yeah. have like the extra lip and it's no chrome, no chrome, no nothing. But this is the blue version of that car. Has the leather seats in here. Has this big VR6 motor instead of the other. Um, other one. Let me find a picture. Um, There's a lot of pictures. Yeah. Just a nice little car. I like this car a lot. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But what about those other cars on the side there? What other cars? Oh, up here? Yeah. These are other ones that are being sold at auction. You should get all of those. Yeah, I know. (laughs) See, this is what you would kind of expect um, on a car that wasn't, like, sound blasted right before pictures were taken. You can kind of see a little bit of surface rust, but it's still not bad at all. Mm -hmm. Like, that's still better condition than my Audi. 
But yeah. And also not bad for the Northeast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those two cars, the red one and the blue one, were both from the Northeast. Mm -hmm. And they're in really good condition. Nice. Yeah. This year, I'm not 100% saying it's going to happen, but the Forester's going to get traded or sold, and then we're getting, I'm going to get a uh, Volkswagen Jetta because I've been dying to get one since I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. But if That's I can find if if I can find like the perfect one like that red one, not for sixteen grand. But if I can find like a perfect one, I would sell my Audi and then buy that and then have that be my forever forever car. Yeah, because that's what I've been trying to get for the longest time. I was just gonna say it was a it was a fast turnaround on the Forester. Uh, we've had it for a year and a half. Yeah, still, I mean, I, I had how- yeah, I mean, I had intentions with that car just to like. Do like two little. I like. I did wheels, muffler, delete, and suspension. That's all I've done with it, really. And I was just trying to get something that would be a winter vehicle and stuff, and you know, collect all the rust. But now we still, we still. I mean, granted, we still have Christine Subaru, and we still have the truck as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So that's part of the reason why I'm like, eh, probably don't need three winter vehicles. At this point, but yeah, still kind of on the fence about it, about actually getting rid of it, because I can probably, because I just got new tires for it and stuff, and a new inner tie rod that a garage had to install, because inner tie rods suck on all cars. Outer tie rods are easy; it's a bolt and you unloosen it, screw a new, one, screw a new one back on, you're done. But the inner tie rods, you need like a special puller, and you have to pull it and twist it and shimmy it out. Not fun. Mm-mm. But I could probably get three thousand for it, which is a little bit more than what I paid for. But I put a decent amount of, uh, decent amount of good new parts into it. Yeah, one thing I learned when when I was trying to sell Maya's bike back in the day was maintenance doesn't always equal value. Um, so even though like when I was trying to sell the bike, we fixed a bunch of stuff with it before selling it. You know, a lot of times it just stays at quote unquote market value. Like you're basically just trying to like keep it at that that range. I mean, obviously, if there's upgrades you put into it, like you know, different souped up engines or whatever, or you know, muffler sus- deletes or whatever. Yeah, the, the suspension and tires and stuff. Yeah, that's different. But in, in terms of like, oh, the battery's dead. I should replace the battery. Yeah, like that, that that it doesn't increase the value, but. It's the kind of thing where you put repairs in a description and they see that and they're like, oh, there's actually this person did some stuff to it. And then it's not like they're going to pay more, like pay exact. I don't know how to word it. The people that read and say, hey, this person's actually done stuff to it. Instead of them just keep scrolling by, they'll actually look at it and then message you about it as well. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. that's kind of why you do repairs is granted for the car's own sake because you have to sometimes. But also for the fact that other people see that and be like, oh, they actually did stuff to it and repaired yeah. whatever suspension components or spark plugs or oil recently or whatever, coolant flush. Yeah, they just didn't leave it out in the snow for three years. Yeah, and let it, yeah, and let it sit there. Yeah. Which is what happened to this car. It sat for a year in somebody's backyard. And we saved it. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it, gave it a good home. <laughs> yeah, the guy uh, power wash it, clean it up, and 
what did he do? He did a few small little things. Did brakes, mm-hmm. all I done, brake pads in a, in a caliper, and then save that little Forester from rotting in a field. Yep. yep, yep. Now it's it's synonymous with who Luke is. <laughs> Wait, what? Is it? I don't know. Well, you're getting rid of it so easily. I don't think you care about it anymore. No, I do. It's just the fact that you know when your dream car pops up and you have your intent and you have the ability to buy your dream car. And seeing how my dream car varies between two thousand dollars and fifteen thousand dollars, it's a little bit more you know reasonable than a, a eighty-five thousand dollar Corvette or a hundred fifty thousand dollar Bugatti. Not Bugatti. Boost Bugattis are a million dollars, but like a, a Rolls Royce like a, or a Tesla Plaid S or whatever, mm-hmm. or Aston Martin. Yeah, those are like end of retirement type goals. They're not like right now. I'm yeah. a poor I'm a poor baby boy. <laughs> Those are um I'm not interested. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll stick I'll stick with my uh with my Volkswagens and and Hondas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean that's how me and my are. Like I don't really have a dream car, but like Honda Civics are the best bang for the buck. And Maya has wanted a Beetle since forever, so that was her dream car. Exactly. Um, so and everything's working out for us so far. Yep. I feel like we, sometimes if you have like your like your favorite car that you're able to drive and stuff, it makes it a little bit more special. Because that's how I feel with my Audi. Like, granted, for the first like couple of years, I was just kind of like, "Yep, I like doing fun things," but this is my daily commuter. But now I'm like, oh, I can drive it in the spring and the summer soon. So. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll have to get a new car soon because baby Lua needs space and it's really hard to like um, bring car seats theoretically in and out of Maya's Beetle because it's well, only a two- the- it's a two door. What about the Civic? I mean, yeah, but also like, you know, we're not always going to be, you know, what if I'm home or she or Maya's home and they have to go somewhere and like Lua's in the back seat. Civic. I mean, yeah, but like, what if the, the option's not there? Well, you drive the Beetle work, and she'll take the Civic. Well, that's my plan. But like, once yeah. we get old, once we get older, we get older. I mean, everybody gets older all the time. <laughs> everybody <laughs> ages. I, mean, I sp- don't. I mean, sp- specifically when Lua gets bigger and older. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, in she the future when we get she younger, she won't really grow out of a car seat until she's like. Don't kids grow up car seats at like eight years old? It depends on their weight. Um, So uh, funny story real quick, just tangenting off of that. So downstairs in the apartment lobby, there's like a mail room area where obviously you collect your mail, um, but people leave donations. So we got rid of a couple things. We got rid of like a fan and some curtains or whatever. And so someone had, you know, donated a car seat. So Maya looking at it and it looked like a good brand. So she called me at work and she's like, should I get this? And I'm like, yeah, it's in the donation area. And like, if it's not broken, obviously take it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so she brought it up and did some research. It's like a couple hundred dollar car seat. Jeez. Like it's like a 300, $400 car seat. Um, and it does wow. have the, the, the base, the base is melded in with it. So it's not like you can just like detach the top and take and like carry it with you. Um, it's something that's supposed to like stay inside of your car, like semi-permanently. 
Yeah, um, you throw in the back seat, hook it up, and leave it. Yeah, because it's it's like 25, 30 pounds. So there's no wow. way you're carrying that with a kid in it. Uh, but it lasts for like a bunch of years. Like I think a, up to it's either 65 or 85 pounds for a, for like a kid. So wow. this is so Lou is gonna be sitting this thing for a long time. <laughs> you better like it. Yeah. Your mother and I paid so much zero dollars for this. <laughs> Our investment was very much big. <laughs> we had to carry it all the way up from the floor. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> just throw in some extra foam padding when she's smaller. Just be like, here's an extra foam pad. You'll fit. <laughs> Get squeezed in there. <laughs> <laughs> just encapsulate her in those like in those like little um air things that uh, like FedEx packs and boxes for your shipping items. Yeah. Um, little bubble wraps. Yeah, bubble wrap and stuff. Why say <laughs> air box things? What the heck is wrong? Well, I don't even know what an air box is. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> um Yeah. Well, or you just wrap. do what they we could just do what they did in the olden days. We just you just put the kid on the floor and just put some pillows down, down there. <laughs> True. Throat. Honestly, probably safe if you just encapsulate them fully in pillows. It's like, here's your breathing tube, Sonny. Thank <laughs> Basically, don't. mom, don't put any vitamins in my breathing tube. Cut, cut, cut. Ah, I love mercury. <laughs> Kids say the uh, darndest things. Shut up, Jimmy, and take your cigarette. <laughs> Enjoy your cigarette. It helps you with your lungs. I'm only three. You should have begun a year ago. Mom, stop giving me booze. It helps with your headache. <laughs> or does it? Dun, dun, dun. And thus the boomers were born. And that's how they all we all got all the Karens. Yay. The thing I is, love... there's there, there's Karens of every generation though. They just take oh, different yeah. forms. There's just different forms of them. Exactly. Every yeah, every generation has their own type of Karen. They're very similar, but also very different. A lot of common characteristics, but overall not the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I saw a Facebook meme where it was like, um, it was like, a, what was it? It's a, like, goth girls are just emo Karens, and you can't convince me otherwise. Not wrong. Because <laughs> of the hair. <laughs> like, think of, like, the 2010s, like, scene girl hair, where it's, like, a perm, but it's, like, lengthened. <laughs> yeah. I, yep. Like, with comb over. So weird. I mean, it makes sense, though. It does. Maybe they are. It's one of their many forms. Wah, wah, Do you want to close up the podcast? Sure. All right. We've been we've been I going guess. for a bit, so it's uh time time to wrap it up. I guess. Yeah, you have a lot of editing to do. I'll, I'll get that done tomorrow. But do uh, the maybe, PewDiePie maybe... thing. Do the PewDiePie thing. What? He just doesn't edit his thing. No, like you have say to say the a, say, say the, the yeah. say the n word. We have to play PUBG and go on the bridge. Say the n word and then edit it out, and then we'll be YouTube famous. Uh, or, 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 or hear me out, hear me out. I can be a decent human being and not say it. <laughs> like, that's the bare minimum, I think. <laughs> it's funny we had the same thought of it, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, no. Maybe we can play some games just casually and uh, put you on a YouTube video because you've never been in any YouTube videos. Pff, only YouTube video I need to be in is Killer Cookie Monster. Mm, that was your acting career beginning. That was the very start of it all. And now mm-hmm. look at me. <laughs> I have like 
a bank account oh, and a house bang son and like stuff to put in the house like this cool poster i got dude and i got an r2d2 say your thing r2d2 it's like he's here with us he's in spirit <laughs> rest in peace r2d2 <laughs> he didn't die he just <laughs> left me <laughs> <laughs> Windows shut down noise. Be do boo doo. Oh man. <laughs> All right, Luke. Uh you wanna you wanna take us out? Do you have anything else left to say for the peeps? Um I am Luke. And I am Caleb. <laughs> this is the Super Soto Bros podcast. Do you smell bacon? Contact your local congressman if you smell bacon. Bye, everybody. I'm adopted. <laughs>